listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's Ted. Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive. Well, some of us barely alive from the Zamp Command Center here in wonderful New Hampshire, where the weather is. It's a little chilly, a little windy, and the leaves are everywhere. There could be zombies under those leaves. The only way we'll find out is to ask my other co hosts. Joining me, North Over the Wall, Canada's own, Ryan Murphy. Hello. I was just gonna say I gotta go rake leaves after this, so I know. It's I'll let you know, isn't it? Hmm? It's very depressing. Ah, it's not depressing. It's just I just know. raked last week in the exact same spot that I raked. There's leaves. Wow, well, that should not be allowed to happen. You're supposed to look up, <laughs> they, see if they there's respawn. leaves left. <laughs> they respawn. They respawn. Okay, well, They're back the from expert, the lead. Ah. The the expert raker. He's sick, but he's he's gonna he's gonna chug through this. Chug Nyquil. What? <laughs> yeah. Dayquil, you want to fall asleep on the podcast? Yeah, it's the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. I promise, I, I'm not a zombie. I'm just sick. <laughs> that's, how, that's what they all say, Lou. That's what they all say. I wasn't bitten. I just had the cold. Uh. This, is, this is a dog bite. My name's Clementine. Oh. So, um, worst spot ever for a zombie apocalypse to happen is the middle of a teenager's birthday party. Right. Kid zombies Ooh. are agile. I know. Not to mention, I don't know what would be worse, a zombie apocalypse or a 14-year-old's birthday party. <laughs> oh, wait. You I'd didn't... rather deal with a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it's probably easier. Plus, you don't, you, know, you, don't, you don't get in trouble when you use force, right? <laughs> what? I, I, you're going to have to explain that comment. <laughs> I don't think you should. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if a 14-year-old's birthday party gets out of hand, I mean, you have to just like yell at them. Or ask them to nicely stop. In the apocalypse, if something gets out of hand, you grab a club, throw some nails on it. You don't have to apologize unless you're Canadian either. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, exactly. You hit a zombie in the head like, sorry. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Hey, guys, I don't know if you heard, but um, there's this show that came back on, kind of snuck up on us. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, oh, The Walking Dead. No. It's called Rick Grammy Grimes Adventures in Apocalypse Land. Yes, that's what it is. I forgot. <laughs> well, with that being said, Walking Dead is back, which means we're we're back, full force. We're going to be talking about it, breaking down episode by episode. But first, we do want to get into the zombie news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right, before we get into Walking Dead talk, we're going to talk about uh, walk, Walking Dead talk with the comic. <laughs> the comic, not the show. We're going to talk about the I'm comic. I caught up first. in the comic yet, Bob. I feel so. Remember, I said, like, during the summer, I get caught up? Yeah, you, you were like, dude, I'm going to do this. And you were all about reading it. And then you're like, I'm not caught up. Yet. At least I started this time. People will remember this time last year, I said the exact same thing. And I hadn't started. <laughs> At least this time, I started. Well, for those of you that are caught up, 
I guess we're going to have our first female villain. Nice. Yeah. Lou, what do you think? I say go for it. Yeah. Everybody else is including female characters. Why not have a female villain in The Walking Dead? Works for me. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, why? I mean, I don't think gender really matters in the zombie apocalypse, to be quite honest with you. Because no. most of the women that we read about or see on TV are just as badass as the men. So yeah, well, see, that's the issue is that um, you know it, this is another one of those uh, examples of someone saying like, "Hey, it'd be really great if uh, you guys had a female villain." And don't get me wrong, I agree with that, but I don't think Kirkman should be forced to shoehorn in a female villain. I mean. I, I think it'd be great, and I'm, it sounds like he's getting around to it in the comics. He says, like, yeah, you know, we're, we're working on it, and she could already have been introduced. Like, there's a high chance that she's already in the universe, and you know who she is. I think yeah. it's Michonne. She loses her sword, and she goes crazy. Thoughts? <laughs> Whoa! <clears throat> um, well, here's the thing. Um, there's not the, like Kirkman said, there's not a lot of stuff that he's really mentioned exactly, but... Um, I think it could add a good dynamic to it too, depending on how they introduce this character or like what she does to the group. You know, I mean, there's there's things that a woman can do. <laughs> I don't know what, what, where I'm going with this, but um, <laughs> I, think, I think the argument can be made that it'd be nice, it would be cool to see a, a strong female villain and to see how how that would work in in the Walking Dead universe. But but then again, I say that and I and I immediately have to like shake my head and think like, well. We know how it'd work. It'd be, it you know, the governor could have been female. Negan could have been female. It doesn't really matter. It, yeah. it, the story would play out the same way. I mean, if anything, the worst part would be is that they'd have these tropes to fall back on that uh, that when when having that Hollywood likes to do with having a female uh, character, and that and then that obviously leads to the obvious uh, people going like oh they had a female villain and they had to do this and they had to do that because of hollywood tropes and it's like so then i don't know i don't know what this article is one of those just one of those articles that's like hey it could happen but the the cool thing is there's a couple cool quotes from here too um when talking about um i don't know if we should we'll talk about it vaguely there's a character named negan on here he's kind of a bad guy um, and I think we've spoiled a bit here and there. We won't spoil the comic book too much for you guys. But uh, I love the fact that Kirkman goes, you know, I'll kill him eventually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like just he's he's done. Like he, it, it's just he's got it all planned out. He's just not saying when. But he also says um, he likes to do horrible things. When they asked him, who do you like to pick on and do horrible things to in your cast of comic book characters? He said all of them, but especially Rick. Yeah. So you can only you can only see. I mean, Rick's already gone through so much in the comic book and the show that Kirkman's just gonna just keep pulling at him so hard, and it's gonna be fun to watch and uh, definitely fun to read too. I still think the show ends with Rick becoming the bad guy. You you change your mind every day. You no, know I know this is a new prediction. I don't know why I said it like I had that prediction this whole time. But when you really come when you really think about it, like he likes to pick on Rick the most. I think this whole Walking Dead series is just an illustration of how really good people be- can, can become bad people. It could. It'd so be maybe Rick becomes the bad concept. guy. He gets a gender swap, and then he becomes the bad guy. He's Rickina. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, Petersburg, Ontario, Canada. Oh. Did I do that right? Yeah. You want to know why? Because the weather is four degrees, slight overcast. Um, hey, we talked about a zombie walk going on in your home, st- uh, your hometown, your home city, your home 
A boot. I don't know what they call them there. It, they call it a city. And you didn't go either. I didn't. I had to work that day, and I thought I would get out early enough to go check this out. And, I mean, I'm going to admit... Okay, hold on. Stop. What? Just say you're scared. You were scared. Uh, did you see the first image in this article? Of course I'm scared. You were scared. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I was surprised by seeing these photos and seeing um, how much money they raised and, and seeing how many people were out there. Like I'll be honest. Like Peterborough is a fairly big city, but sometimes when stuff like this gets organized, it just falls flat because the community's just kind of busy or is doing other things or... And usually, like, oh, it's zombies, Ugh, zombie walk. That sounds dumb. Like everyone I talked to was like, oh, a zombie walk. That sounds terrible and stupid. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll go check it out. And and I would, I'm here to say, I was very pleasantly surprised to see um, some of these p- photos that were taken, the amount of people that were there, the awesome zombie makeup that people had. Yeah, I'll definitely go next year. I will be yeah, there with bells on, zombie bells. Zombie bells, yeah. Well, I'm you, not gonna lie, right. the guy with the blue beard kind of frightens me. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he actually owns the local game the shop. <laughs> yeah, he, he he owns the local game shop here downtown that sells used games and stuff. And he's quite the character, and he's usually out at all of these things. He's a good guy. Well, so here's the thing too: you guys raise four thousand uh, loonies or whatever you call them for diabetes too. <clears throat> yes, for the Canadian Diabetes Association, I will uh, ignore that rampant racism there. I know we call them loonies, but we also call them dollars. So loony dollars. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's cool though. $4,000 is quite a chunk of change for a zombie walk and uh, good good my hats off to you Petersburg, Ontario, Canada. Why do you keep calling it? It's Peterborough. <laughs> Peter Peterborough. It's Yosemite. <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> So congratulations to all you guys. Now let's talk about um, let's talk about more zombie stuff, shall we? Yeah. Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. The TV series. Yeah, they picked up your uh, your trailer. Uh, <laughs> Apparently they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says here a television series based on the Resident Evil film franchise is in the works. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be exactly like the one I had planned out, but um, I hope so. They're also talking about new Resident Evil movies. Um, uh, Resident Evil the final chapter will be the last film release in the long running franchise and filming begins summer 2015 that seems far off it's really not though it's like it's like nine months away oh man so what do you guys think about another Resident Evil movie I don't I can't remember the last one I watched sorry go ahead Lou I, I just keep thinking why why will this series not die it's because people still watch them and pay for them and they make way more money than they put into it i don't know be, uh, how because i don't know anybody that goes sees them i also don't know anybody that still goes to see the transformers films and it's always like we made tri- a bunch of money you know so <laughs> well so my thing is is what do you guys feel about all right so we'll talk about movies obviously we all know how we feel about resident evil movies but how do you and I know we talked about TV, film to TV spinoffs and everything like that, but um, what do you, how successful do you think a Resident Evil TV show will go? If, uh. they, if, they, if they mimic the movies, it won't go well at all. It's going to turn into the train wreck that we discussed that we came from the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Now, do you think they'll go with uh, my storyline for Project Arkley? <laughs> I think so. No, I, I, and I don't. And, and I'd like to note: I don't think that this is Project 
Arclay. I don't think this this is it seems, at all. Yeah, it seems different, doesn't it? This is very different. I think this is them trying to find a way to cash in on that movie franchise. Did yeah, they I, reboot it, or are they talking about continuing no, it? I don't think they reboot it. I think they just find a way to make something happen in that universe so that they can occasionally go, oh, yeah, see this person? They're from the games. Yeah. That's, the movie does that all the time. It's like, oh, you know, Jill is in this one, guys. Come on. You know, okay, whatever. It's still about Alice and the weird clones and psychic powers and like like the Resident Evil. Like, people don't realize this, but the Resident Evil video game franchise has been doing the same thing that the movie franchise did, going off the rails, not focusing on the things that made it special in the first place. Like, let's not forget that the video game series is no... No prize turkey either, except for Revelations. That's a cool game. That's a cool game. No, it, it, it definitely is straight its way from it, the, its path, but at least it's telling a consistent story. Yeah. yeah I guess that argument can be made. There's, a, there's, <laughs> there's more of a consistent no, no, story no. in the game, yes. The, the games have a more consistent story than, a, than the movies, it's... where randomly they're walking through a cemetery and bodies start shooting up out of the cemetery graves right because i always like when i if i'm going to become a um a grave digger i'm going to spring load all of the all of the uh, graves so this way when they start to move and become a zombie boom spring loaded and i'm not saying that it does it, i'm not saying that you know people climbing up out of the graves in a zombie movie is not realistic I'm just saying, in the games, it always made sense because, oh no, it's not really a cemetery. It's where they dig their sci- they buried the bodies of their science experiments. That's why the person climbed out of the grave because the virus finally kicked in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in this was like all of a sudden out of nowhere they're wandering through a cemetery, and magically the bodies start popping out of the graves, like they're spring loaded. It's like okay, <laughs> the- what are you doing? You know what, though? I, it, it's always going to happen. And I, I do want to briefly talk about you know one last bit of news, too. Um, the, what I find the most shocking announcement is uh, the Walking Dead TV show was renewed for a sixth season. Can you guys believe that? That's, that's a stretch. Uh, I, you know <laughs> I what's going to happen? I thought this already happened. It happened a, a week ago, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it already... Oh, you thought it was already renewed? I thought I thought when we talked about it last year, they were renewed for like two more seasons. Well, I don't... It does sound familiar that we did talk about it before, but obviously they're going to get renewed for a sixth season. And I, I'm surprised that it's only just one, you know? It, it makes sense to lock them up for a couple years anyway, but um, with the season five premiere and all the records it broke, I guess they're they're all right with saying that they, they locked in season six. Yeah. How many more seasons you got? Do you think we got? Um, I think we get two more. You think so? I think I think they're gonna ride this puppy into the into the ground, like not into the ground, like put it in its grave. But I think that I think that's one of the reasons why they're only doing it one season at a time Mm. right now. True, they think I, I can't go anywhere without seeing like twelve things about The Walking Dead. There's even a new commercial for local lottery. That is Walking Dead related. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. Walking Dead's popular. It's October. But I see board games. I see video games. I see 
commercials for things that aren't Walking Dead related that are getting Walking Dead themes. And it's like, okay, it's everywhere. I really like it. I get it. But I think they're milking it for all it's worth, and I think they're afraid that, nope, we're going to do it until popularity diminishes, and then we just won't renew it. Well, that's a good point. Like, there's, there, When you think about a zombie show, there's always an easy way to end it, right? You, Everybody dies. Yeah. Everyone dies. Or, you know, you just say, everyone dies except for this guy, and he's on a trek now and leaves it open for a later establishment. But um, it, it, So you're right there. It could be just, we're going to do one season at a time, and that way, like, if this season tanks and people don't like it, and we bring it back next year and people are like, eh, I'm kind of losing interest. They, they could end it on that season and just say, everyone's dead. There you go. You know? Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen, though. <laughs> here's, here's what I, I predict with this show. They're going to pull a Lost. You know? They're going to keep renewing it season after season, and then once it starts to dip or, they, um, or the source material resets or runs out, um, because everything has an ending. You know, nothing can live forever. I mean, I know Robert has said that uh, he can go, he can he can keep coming up with stories, but in the end, like, people can only take so much. Like, Rick can only be a believable character for so long until right. he's like, okay, he's got the mind that, like, from inception. It's just you cannot get in that thing. Like, eventually everything gets to someone. So what happens is I think they, they pull a loss, they get to a point where, like, okay, we need to end this, and they say, like, look, we're doing two more seasons, it's going to, and and this is going to end the walking dead and they will announce it they won't be like it's not going to get canceled it's not going to be like yeah we're not renewing it we're leaving it at a cliffhanger it's going to be it's going to be an open and shut series like there's going to be a, a, a beginning middle and end and i i really do think that we'll get an announcement of there's two more seasons and the la- and x will be the last one i think yeah, it could go could, 15 yeah. seasons like yeah, when when this I, thing came out we still didn't we like when this thing got announced, season one, did we really think we'd see the premiere of season five? I didn't. Yeah, I, th- I think we were all speculative, and like, yeah, like it's like I think we're still speculative, and like that's the thing. And like Lou was saying, I, I could, I don't think it's going to go in two more seasons. I think we'll get at least nine or ten out of this whole shebang. Oh, they got to at least go for ten. Up. I mean, you made it past five, go for ten. That's what we do in life. Yeah. Well, the but, other thing too is, is it's a really expensive show to do, so. I don't think they want to do two seasons of mediocre where they're not getting the numbers. Well, they already did that with season two and three. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no. it, you're right. Lou's right, though. Uh, it is an expensive show. And um, right now they're kind of on an all-time high, making lots of money from merchandising and, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, when does the well run dry? And that's the question. Tomorrow. Hmm? Do you say tomorrow? No, I'm just kidding. Tonight, when episode two is not as good as episode one, and oh my god, I can't wait! Tonight, you just dated the show. Well, anyway, guys, we'll we'll keep it. We'll keep it near out one episode or one season at a time, and uh, we'll see how long it goes. We'll see how long this show goes along with it. I'm gonna guess forever. That's just my thing. Um, But before we go anywhere else, my new favorite, my new favorite segment's approaching. It's the return of the most epic segment ever. Ryan goes to the movies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. For the month of October and hopefully longer, Lou and I, and as long as 
you guys are participating, you you listeners as well, are going to be picking zombie movies for Ryan to go through and watch because we know he's an amateur. He wants to get better. He wants to learn. And uh, we're, we're filling him with all sorts of great zombie goodness. Well, that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last week's movie that we had you pick was a classic. The classic. 1968, I believe, Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Yes. So you finally, finally... Saw Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. You know, you've now seen the film on that made everybody love George Romero. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I've seen the film that made everyone hate George Romero. <laughs> on this show, take your take your pick. Yeah. Well. Um, we... So anyway, uh, so you watched the the classic. This is the cult classic zombie yes. movie, Night of the Living Dead. And uh, what did you? What's your original take on it? Now it's a it's a black and white old film. I know you're not a huge fan of those. What? Who said that? You did. You've said oh, that. Have I said that? You, you've, you've complained several times about old zombie movies. Yeah, but you not because like it was black and movies. white. Just because I don't like old movies. Um, no, um, okay, I watched Night of the Living Dead last night. Do you guys hear that? Oh, man. Sounds great. Blow drying your hair? Yeah, that's no, not me. That's someone who's ignoring the fact that there's a recording light on in here. Um, anyways, I will try to speak over it. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Great film. Uh, I watched it on YouTube thanks to the uh, the whole public domain thing. So I had no excuses with this one, guys. Yeah, it was a free movie. It was yeah. good. And I loved it. I'm kind of shocked that it took me this long to watch it. And I think Lou's right. My stigma of not enjoying older films because they're usually not up to snuff with what I'm watching now. Of course, because the age difference is like 50 years. Um I really liked the film. I thought it was good. You had to kind of look past the budgetary issues and the acting. There was The acting was fairly well done. Um, I really dug the main character. I, I was about to... I was kind of like live typing with, with the guys uh, while we were doing it. And uh, I'm like... I, w- I was just about to type like, man, I really like this Ben character. Then he hit a woman. Like, he literally knocked her out. And I was like, that could not have worked these days. Yeah. Well, no, but it also she had it coming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, she was like, usually what you do is you slap somebody when they're acting hysterically, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, well, I want to, I want to, so you, you really enjoyed the story and everything around it. And can you, and you can see why people love this movie, right? Like, especially picture this back in the seventies or, you know, late sixties watching it, you know, when it's like, kind of like it's first of its kind daily, you know, for around here. Yeah, it being the first of its kind, um, I can certainly see why people latched onto it. And I think I've been um, spoiled. I was talking pre-show with Lou about how I felt like there wasn't enough, um, wasn't enough gore, wasn't enough like zombie killing. Like the zombies felt more um, dangerous because of my knowledge now of zombie films. Yeah, and, and, and rather than what they were. But then you got to think like. Close Encounters of the Third Kind had the same thing when Steven Spielberg released that film. It was like right. aliens um, before then weren't really – I mean I might be missing a few and I apologize if there's some sci-fi geeks out here. But I'm coming up with an awesome metaphor here or analogy or connection. Um, pick your Take your pick, whichever one's right. Um, right. Close Encounters of the Third Kind did the same thing um, for people back then when it came to aliens. Like it kind of set up a scale of – you know. The mysterious and the unknown of this new enemy 
can yeah. can be what makes this film. I mean, um, you watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind now after seeing like E.T., um, uh, some of those scarier like um, uh, abduction films and, and stuff like that. It doesn't right. seem as dangerous. It almost seems childish. And I kind of see that with Night of the Living Dead. Like when you kind of look back at it, it seems a little childish. Like, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. Like it had all the the great zombie tropes that I love now in the sense that it had yeah. like human on human drama. And I wasn't expecting that there was a lot of drama yeah. in there. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Well, is... The, the, the most dangerous part of the film isn't really the zombies. If they'd all work together properly yeah. and listen to reason, then they would have got, all gotten out of there. And that's, that's what we love about the George A. Romero classic movies is it's a zombie movie, but it really details human interaction, how we deal with each other during a, a dire situations like this. And I think it's really cool, though, to be able to go back and seeing it movie after movie that you've watched and be able to go back in time and be like, so this is a movie that started it all. And like you said, go back in time and be like, wow, all the stuff that I see in the movies now really stem from this one idea of zombies are here. Can we as people work together? Yeah in order to survive this or do we end up screwing each other over in the long run and it's to me i wish it's pretty cool to be able to go back and do that yeah Uh, i i really enjoyed it i was surprised that i really enjoyed it um because you know i went in kind of thinking like oh this is an older film and so i was pleasantly surprised and the ending was was great like it was a nice twist Um, it was yeah and it kind of was weird how like watching the news reports on on the movie about how like people were gain, getting together and like uh becoming like a sheriff type ext- zombie extermination team and um how it's like okay this is kind of showing like how when we work together and form a team it can kind of be successful but then like i don't want to spoil the ending i know it's a 50 year old film but if you haven't seen it you should go check it out but the ending kind of like puts a spin on that notion too like it's just it was really yeah. well done, and and I think, I think we all forget like how we give so much credit to George A. Romero, but like, the writing and the idea behind it comes from both the writers. I mean, we watched Return of the Return of the Living Dead last week, and that was John Russo, and uh, and well, you know, here's the thing, Ryan. What we could talk years about the great zombie movies that are out and about right now. It's true. This was supposed to be meant to be a quick topic, but I've gone off. Cut me off, no, man. it's good, man. It's all good. We like it. We like to talk here. That's what we do. Well, it's a but podcast. Here's the thing, Ryan. Here's the problem. What's the problem? Not every zombie movie is going to be an amazing zombie movie for you to watch. Oh, oh and, no! What and, are you guys and, doing? And, <laughs> and you and you happened to ask this week uh, in our private messages. Yeah. Said, "Hey, I need to watch some crap." It's so, true. I feel bad. I so, mean, uh... this week you're going to get some crap. So this week's movie that uh, Lou has decided for you to watch um, is not a bad movie, but it is. <laughs> Lou, announce the movie. Uh, Ryan, your goal this week is to watch the Dead Alive movie. Ah, the uh, the Peter Jackson classic. Yes. yes. Awesome. I have uh, not seen this. I am not looking forward to it. And I know there's like a gross baby, which is probably going to freak me out oh no oh no the baby's not gross the baby is the the baby is not the scene you need to worry about just remember the pudding scene oh don't do this okay well here's the thing i'm gonna warn you guys and i'll warn uh all of our listeners out there (laughs) 
if you're going to watch this movie along with Ryan, um, do not eat, drink, or do anything during it. <laughs> so I shouldn't watch this with dinner. No. No, not at all. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, I, and, and, and I will tell you my take on it before you watch it. I really like this movie, but there are moments in this film where I'm just like, yeah, okay, let's fast forward. And they're gross. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the, the scenes I fast forward through. Yeah, no, it's a. I, I'm with Lou here. I watched this movie. Uh, I've I've watched it a few times. It's it is a fun movie to watch. Um, it's just it it can get to you for sure. Great. Wow. Uh, I look forward the, the, to it, it. It it's all worth it for the last like half hour. The last half hour is amazing. Okay. <laughs> I will watch this film and I will report in next week. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're going to watch it. I think you might have to buy it because I'm not sure you can get it on Amazon Prime. I think you can. I, I'm, we'll have to we'll, double we'll check. We'll, but, we'll check it. Yeah. We'll double check afterwards. But Yeah, I mean we got we got more stuff to talk about here as much as we want to talk about Ryan for the rest of the show. Um, I think, guys, uh, is it time to get back into The Walking Dead? I think it is. Let's Let's do this. Everyone. Welcome back to Zombies Ain't My Podcast, the recap. This is Bob Fortier. I'm here with a Zombies Ain't My Podcast exclusive. I'm down here on The Walking Dead with uh, Carol and Tyrese, and we just heard gunfire. Uh, Tyrese, where do you think it came from? Could have been from Terminus. Yeah, most likely you're right there, Tyrese. Uh, Carol, what about you? Uh, what do you think is going on over there? Someone was attacking them, or they were attacking someone. Yes, Carol, that is usually what happens in post-apocalyptic scenarios like this. Uh, you guys go ahead and do what you're doing. I'm going to go try and meet up with the, the rest of the gang down at Terminus, and uh, we'll catch up later. All right, I'm actually down here in Terminus with uh, what we're looking at is probably one of the biggest bad guys we've seen in a while. Uh, Gareth, how are you? So you go into the woods with a bag and come out without it. Yeah, that was just uh, news recording equipment stuff, uh, you know, live on the scene things. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. It was a big bag. Yes, sir, it was. Uh, lots of recording equipment. Uh, do you want to go get it and take a look at it? It's too dangerous to go out there right now. Uh, okay, uh, obviously you have a lot going on here. You got your bath with your blood and your bodies. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and uh, try and go catch up with someone else here. I'm here with the man of the hour, the hero himself, Rick Grimes. Rick, we have a lot of people. Uh, they want to know, what are some of your favorite things in life? Automatic weapons, night scope, there's a compound bow and a machete with a red red handle thank you for that mr grimes uh i actually just ran into tyrese again uh you ready for your interview now i can't not yet that's fair enough tyrese i see your hands are full of the baby speaking of which uh you had a gentleman right here with you uh hanging out in this creepy little cabin alone uh sir are are you and tyrese friends i don't have any friends sad as it is i'm gonna have to cut you off here um carol it looks like she's about to shoot a giant propane tank with a with a firework carol are you sure this is a good idea Oh my god, there is chaos and zombies everywhere, but I can see from the corner here, Rick and his group are getting safely away from Terminus. Uh, Rick, any last words for, for our listeners? We need to go. We're far away from there. Alright, you heard it here first, guys. Rick and the group, stronger than ever, they're going to keep running. This has been another Zamp exclusive. I am Bob Fournier. Thanks for joining in.
It's been a long time coming. Wait. This is at the Apple announcement. It's been a long road. <laughs> Walking Dead Season 5. It's here, guys. It's live. Mm. And it's epic. My gosh. I forgot how tense and nervous I could get when watching this show. Ashley thought I was having a panic attack. So I could I could understand why. I mean, I tried to stay spoiler free because I didn't watch it till the day after. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was I was reading things on Twitter and Facebook about people just like pumping this show up like beyond belief, and I was like, "What is going on in the season premiere?" And um, I gotta say that that just changed television to me, really. Well, it's, it's the it, best episode of Walking Dead they've ever done. And it I, is, it is, and it's also the goriest yes. episode I think they've ever done. It, uh, yeah. I, I I know that. The censors can be lenient on cable television, but the amount of blood and gore and violence they got away with oh my God. with this it, week's episode, uh, I don't know if they'll be able to continue that pattern. Well, I don't know, but you guys know that they had to cut back? What? Did you hear that? They no, had to I didn't. Cut back. Yeah, they, they were forced to cut back on some of the stuff that they, they, they originally filmed. Really? Um, Greg, Greg Nicotero directed this episode and had a lot of hands-on involvement with it. And I was reading an article with him. And, um, I mean, you're talking this, – this episode was like Showtime HBO type of stuff going on here, you know? Yes, it was. And they got away with a lot. And Greg Nicotero has said that they've gotten away with a lot on this premiere. And uh, he was very happy with it. But he's like they also cut back quite a bit of stuff that they were really hoping to uh, keep in. I was like, ah, well, <laughs> that's already crazy enough. Yeah, like they said, like uh, this, like at the end of season four, we'll remember that they're trapped in the train car, and Rick turns to his group and says, "They're fucking with the wrong people." Basically, no, he said, "He said they're messing with the wrong people." Yeah, well, I cleaned it up a little bit. Or yeah, no, wait, no, I didn't. You went, I, comic, you went comic book version. But 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 I thought that you know what I what I said better encapsulates. <laughs> what was what happened because it it's like it, it, you know you left the season thinking like so pumped up like oh yeah this is going to be great but if i know tv like they're going to put them through the ringer before they get out of there and well that's exactly what we talked about and if you go back and listen to our last walking dead episode we talked about how it would be a slow drag out of terminus yes not to jump and, all the way to the end of the episode yeah. but like the the cats out of the bag like we'll rec- we'll go through it all but at the end, it's like they're walking away from Terminus, and it's like, well, shit. Yeah, they built yeah, up like, that entire thing. They built that entire, you know, they had, they had everything it, go into that that set piece, and they it, basically tore it down. They resolved it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, so for an entire season, it's about getting to Terminus, right? Last season, half a season. Get, yeah. Well, half a season. Yeah, we got to get to Terminus. Like that's the goal, and it took us so long, but we finally got here. And then they were like, "All right, we're done with Terminus. Get rid of it." But that's what <laughs> makes this gr- this episode so great is because is, yeah. they built up to it so much, and then and then at the end we kind of had our thoughts like, "It's cannibalism. It's got to be cannibalism." And then in yeah. this episode, they're like, "Guess what, guys? It's fucking cannibalism." And they totally run with it, and they you know they even set it up. They try to like they try to like humanize what they're doing with, yeah. the, with at the start with the then flashbacks, which was. Which was confusing to me at the start, but then again, this show and the Walking Dead series is all about showing how, um, in this universe, I agree with the Scott Johnson uh, belief of line of thinking in that 
you know, the world would not go to shit that quickly. Like there are nice enough people around that they would overcome. But yeah. uh, in the Walking Dead universe where everybody has, you know, varying degrees of assholiness, um, in the then flashbacks, we see what caused this group of survivors at Terminus to become what they call uh, they're either the cattle or the butchers. The butcher. And they became so the butchers. Yeah. That, let's talk real quick about yeah. um, the, the opening scene. So, like, the show opens up, and these guys, they're, they're stuck in a train cart, and they're getting ready for war, right? They are absolutely, like, they're, they're making weapons out of belts, out of chains. Like, they're, they're, they're going, they're, you're getting ready for something extremely, extremely graphic, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, there, there's going to be a fight in the first minute. And then the smoke bomb comes in, and you're like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, that was that plan." <laughs> but uh, the my my only gripe with that scenario is the smoke bomb might have worked the one time, but you know they dropped in an actual like military issue smoke bomb. Yeah, I can't imagine that those are very easy to find or make. So it seemed kind of like a waste to me. Well. Yeah, we- yeah. We can get into believability in a minute because we got I got something else we got to talk about. But the the whole scene where the survivors are tied up in front of that trough, oh, and oh. like you're you're expecting, so you're you're like okay, so Rick's trying to get his little shiv ready. They're all tied up. Um, you're you're sitting there and you're like, the guy's got a baseball bat. And, like, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, obviously, something's going to go wrong before this happens, right? Yeah. But that first swing of the bat where the guy's head just goes straight down into the trough, and you're like, oh, my God. And then he just the, – the knife slid across and draining the blood out. I was like, that just happened. It's gross. It's unsettling. It's real. It made you squirm in your chair. Yeah. And, like, they, they did such a good job of slowly going through it, right? Like – you you see that happen to the first guy, and then you see it happen to the second guy, and then those who have read the comic book see Glenn next, you know, and you're like, is something going to happen to him? And like you, like all these thoughts are crossing through your mind until finally <laughs> he just has to stop for a second and kind of shell casings, <laughs> and you're like, who is this guy? You know, and like he doesn't care that people are dying. He doesn't care that like what they're doing. He's just like, hey, stop for a second. Did you count your shell casings? All right, you're an idiot. You know we have to do this. Like, yeah. all, all nonchalantly calm about it, you know? And uh, I thought Boozy was going to bite it for a minute there where he was like... <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the four of them were lined up in front of the trough, and they're the only ones left alive. The other four guys that came in there with them, they're all dead laying in the trough. And I'm like, okay, of these four characters, which one can they afford to kill off in the season premiere? Right. And I wait, they could kill off Boozy McGee at the end. And then that, he starts that, talking. He's like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're gone, buddy. You're going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought that scene. Um, it was kind of convenient that they set it up. Whoop. Yeah, they set it up pretty well. And uh, they well, the thing is, it, it wasn't. It was an intense scene. Like it, there was no like. Um, there was no like. It was a on the edge of your chair. Like, oh my god, what is going to happen the whole time? Even while he's talking to Boozy McGee, or while he's talking to Rick, this Gareth character. Um, there's, there's something about it where you're just unsettled the entire time. You know what I mean, Lou? Yeah. And in, it, 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 it was torn in a way that, you know, it didn't matter that there was just the four of them. Anything could have happened. 
Exactly. And that's the problem with The Walking Dead. You never know because something could happen to any one of them. (laughs) Any one of them. Any one of them. And you're like, wait a minute. Um, The only reason I was pretty sure Glenn wasn't going to die was I saw an interview with the actor that plays Glenn where he said this season is the season where Glenn starts to become a leader. And I was like – Maybe that was misleading. <laughs> yeah, Maybe right. he was misleading the audience to throw off the fact that he's off the show. Well, we saw right. we talked about how we saw a lot in the trailers too about how you know we we seen them already out of terminus or whatever. But and I, I do remember seeing certain characters in certain like trailers and going, all right, well, he's, I know he's not going to die here, but or is he? <laughs> you know, and then uh, uh, so like the whole thing is so intense and then something happens you don't know exactly what happens and then we flash back and we we start seeing the carol and tyree story yeah and uh i want to talk about that for a second um obviously still some built up tension between carol and tyrese and tyrese doesn't seem like the same kind of guy anymore you know uh he's afraid to kill stuff he's afraid to kill anything he doesn't he seems very scared of everything and this was a guy that took a hammer to like one thousand zombies, you know, and you know left himself alone, and then came back afterwards. But uh, well, he considers himself a good person, right? And he yes. is a good person. And I think the issue is, is that he feels as though if he has to kill, even if he has to kill, um, it would it, it's going to change him. And he's already gone to the edge, and he didn't like yeah. what he saw, right? You know, he didn't like where he was putting himself. Um, yeah. Well, now, the thing is, too, though, like, you you see so much character death between these guys, and, like, it's showing all the story for the characters, except one. This whole Carol badass is just kind of extreme to me. Yeah. Um, So, we see Carol and Tyrese find this cabin, they're running for some walkers, and there's a guy out there setting up fireworks, right? They're, t- they're talking about how there's a giant herd coming, and he's setting up all these fireworks outside. And he works with the people in Terminus. But Carol and Tyrese come over, and they pretty much hostage him up and say, you know, what's going on? Well, they overheard him talking like, we got, you know, oh, we got yeah, so-and-so yeah. and so-and-so locked up, and I can't wait to, you know, kill them and stuff. It's like, oh, man, dude, you should watch what you say out loud. Yeah. So I want the kid's hat. That's what he said, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, really? Yeah, there was um, so there's some tension there, and Carol, you know, they they tie this guy up kind of, and they say, you know what, you're you're here, you know, and Carol goes to find the others because now they know where they are, right? Yeah. So Carol's way in to Terminus is amazing and epic. I will give the writers and everyone there that, but really, she shot a propane tank with a firework. <laughs> that was a little far fetched. First try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was far-fetched, but, like... It, now, I get what the guy's doing. Everyone was like, oh, why does he have fireworks anyway? No, that's a good idea. If there's a big herd coming towards you, light the fireworks off at the cabin, which seems like a little bit further away, and the zombies will start heading towards that cabin. Lights, explosions, sound, like, there's everything a zombie needs over there, right? Right. Makes sense. I think that was pretty clever of them. But you shot a firework into a propane tank. Oh, <laughs> I was expecting it to be, I think it's the Roman candle that shoots off like Yeah, and you pop. shoot them at your friends. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking that maybe if it was like that, the spark off of it might, you know, set off the propane tank or something. But no, no, no. It's like a real firework. And I'm like, yeah. oh. So I she, don't know how yeah. accurate she'd be with that. She, she loads 
all the walkers up to Terminus and breaks down the gate. The propane tank, this giant propane tank, goes blowing everyone up. Terminus gets shaken down. Um, and then it goes back to our survivors. And let's talk about Rick's character for a second because once that happened, he went nuts, right? The two guys that were ready to kill him, done in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And well, I like, mean, Rick is a, is a man of opportunity. He's a survivor, yeah. yeah. Um, he, and he was very like quick about it too you know and um so as they're trying to escape terminus and we're, i mean we're not going to go scene by scene here but now, this is a, to- this is an episode that that really is tough not to go scene by scene because there's this they've like i said we expected them to do this in four episodes they've condensed what normal shows will will spread out like to try and like yeah you know, this is why this show is only 16 episodes rather than and even right. then that seems like a lot but like you get shows that go 24 episodes in a season. Like they, that's why they stretch this stuff out. Yeah. So Rick, Rick's group is trying to find the rest of the, their group still in the train cart, right? Right. And um, the train cart group is still getting ready to, to, get, to get a war on. They have no idea what's going on. And uh, the funny thing is, is like that guy that they pop out of the first trailer who's all nuts and he's like, you know, we're like you guys, that kind of stuff. You, you kind of got that vibe from that guy, the flashback thing. The guy pops out and he shouts out, what is it? They are us and we are them or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like maybe and all he was, was like nice, nice throwback to Night of the Living Dead. Yep. Oh really? <laughs> you just uh, watched it. I know. What was that from? It's from the remake. It's not yeah. from the it's not from the original. Oh, someone's gotta tell me to watch the remake. Um no, uh I felt as though that character might have been um just to throwing it out there, maybe that guy stuck in the train car, they were that was like one of the guys that was uh uh butchering the terminus right. people before they became right. the cannibals and yeah like keep so them alive talk- just enough to punish them i don't know so yeah so rick they they eventually like they they get guns and like rick is killing everyone okay and the scene that kind of stuck out to me is when he's kind of hiding around the side and he comes up behind one of the last terminus guys with a gun and he and he gets him down and kills him and he picks up the gun and he shoots like four five of them that aren't even facing him well he does he he just ak-47s the yeah, back he and, just sprays it yeah and i and i was watching this and like i said it was tense and i was watching this and ashley's little sister um who is uh probably i can't remember like 17 or 16 she's in the room like painting her toenails or something and i'm watching this and that's super tense and i'm like cheering and i'm like these guys these people go down and they're being eaten alive and i'm yep. like serves you right you motherfuckers like oh my god you know i was excited like you know as you do when you're cheering for the main character yeah. and she just looks up at me like what the fuck is wrong with this guy <laughs> but it was an intense episode and i was well, super thing, rick's character there like mm-hmm. beforehand you would see him and he would try and just escape or whatever but even after they climb the fence to terminus he wants to go back in well, he says and, the line they don't get to live and yeah, I think and we can all agree with that. that. Like we and like we all felt like I don't know if you guys felt it when you were watching it, like he says they don't get to live. Like I'm like, Yeah, Rick, they don't. But I'm like, Oh my god, I'm a bad person too. Well, <laughs> like, you know, no, you're not you, a bad person. But you have to think about this. In the we're on season five. Yeah. You know? There's been four seasons of them seeing what possibly could be the worst humanity has to offer. True, mm-hmm. true. You know, the governor was a monster. The governor was a wasn't a cannibalist, kill. though. I think Ex- you know. exactly. But the governor wasn't killing people so that they that he his people could eat them. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was killing people to protect his people. 
he thought he was doing right. But when you when you you know give up your humanity and become a cannibal to survive, sure you're surviving, but at what cost? And I think like that's that's what Rick's getting at is like they don't get to live. They we don't even know how many people they slaughtered and oh absolutely and, and but it, ate. It, it, it looked show. like thousands. Yeah, yeah and it like, did I look like a lot. The, and I love the subtleness of the cannibalism. Like, there's no actual "we eat people" words. You know, they just show it. They show the bodies hanging. They show the blood getting drained, and you know exactly what's happening. Yeah. Oh, like, your and, imagination just goes to town. But that's and... beautiful the way they did it. It's not beautiful. Yeah. It's gross. But like no, the way that the way they presented it, because like you're waiting for someone to be like, "Oh, we're gonna eat you." Yeah. And no one said it. Like they just did it so well in a way of like, "Oh my God, they are cannibals." It's oh, subtle. God. I thought of something else too. They, you know how yeah, they do the flashback beforehand where it shows the guy that's in charge of everything yeah. saying they're going to get out. And then it says now and it shows them capturing people and putting them in the, thing, the, the, the whole opening scene. Yeah. But at one point they have a conversation where he says – somebody says something about – I think it's the crazy woman and Carol have a fight. Yeah. And yeah. she says to Carol that you don't understand – because these people came in here, this was a safe place, and they came in, took advantage of us, they 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 raped us, they murdered us, yeah, and all of this stuff, and then they left. And my whole thought is maybe they're cannibals, but maybe they're not killing people for themselves. Maybe they're k- killing people for somebody else. True. True. Or they could just be doing it to, uh, you know, feed zombies somewhere else to keep them away from Terminus. You never know. Right. You never, you never know. But you have a pretty good idea that if they're drinking whatever it blood is, whatever it is, they're doing some pretty gruesome stuff. Yeah. That doesn't need to be. So let's talk. I mean, so the end of the show basically is like the the survivors come together with Carol. They have a little reunion, and uh, Rick's ready to go back in, and then Carol comes in and says, "You got to come with me." And let's talk about Tyrese's character for a second. He's left alone with this guy. Yeah. And this guy is talking all sorts of crap to him and eventually overturns Tyrese and then tells him to go outside with like, t- what, four or five walkers right outside the door. Yeah. And Tyrese is so worried about the baby because this guy's ready to snap the baby's neck, right? Yeah, like they're, everybody who they indoctrin- indoctrinated into this terminus location just seems to um, turn batshit crazy. Like, yeah. survive by any means. And, you know, seeing exactly. your friends repeatedly raped and beaten uh, and probably killed can do that. You can lose, you know, it's documented in the real world. Like, you lose your humanity. And um doesn't make it right. doesn't make it, you know, cool or yeah. easy to watch. But just seeing, like, that person, he's got no humanity left. And he's like, I will kill this baby. I will snap its neck. You and know. you feel like he would too. Oh, you like, know you just, he would. You're like, and then Tyrese he outright says that he, if the tables were turned, you'd all be dead. Yeah, he tells him yeah. that. Like he says, like you know what? If you don't want to die, leave because I'm going to kill you if you don't kill me. He yeah. is pretty honest about that. And it's it's nuts to see because you see Tyrese's character just struggling so hard with everything that's happened, and this guy who just like who who has seen just as much, if not more. And what what happens to him? <laughs> the, the thing is, is unlike other characters, we've come across this scenario before in the show, where they have a prisoner, and the prisoner's like, "No, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me." And then, as soon as their back is turned, the the person tries to kill them. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? So we've seen this scenario before. But in this scenario, the guy's like, do me a favor. Shoot me. Yeah. Because as soon as I get a chance, you're dead. Yeah. So unless you're going to kill me, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And Tyrese just – at that he, point, I would have – He doesn't just do it. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. Like, Tyrese, like, you're building up to this character of, like, this guy is trying to stay good and stay a, a, a decent human being in this in this entire post-apocalyptic world. And this guy forces him outside to go get surrounded by walkers and then barrels back in and doesn't just kill this guy. He goes, like, super nuts and kills this guy. He beats him to death, like, yeah. basically. And like you, and like the whole time before that, you're you're looking at Tyrese is like, uh, is this guy going to be all right? Is he broken? You know. And then that happens, and you're like, every single character in this episode, like the main characters that we follow, your your Ricks, your Tyrese's, everyone is just they're at that point now where they know what they have to do to survive. You know. And <clears throat> well, let's talk real quick about um, a who we think was originally in this terminus safe zone like so they show this character and this guy's like it'll be okay mom and the guy pops in the train cart hits gareth and goes no it won't (laughs) um there's speculation there because if you read the comic books there's a couple different characters it could be which is what it leads up to right oh you're Um, thinking that there's a story behind the people that that originally took on terminus there could be because in the comic books there is a, a, a couple different groups of people. The hunters we talk about or something. The hunters is one of them because they were originally the cannibals of the um, the comic book season. Um, there's also speculation out there that that could actually be Negan, uh, or the original like the Negan that we will meet later on. That's been told that we'll meet Negan at some point. Um, so we don't really know there, but it's kind of cool to speculate that could be a lead up to our next big villain. You know. Uh, I think it is leading to our next big villain. I don't know if we're going to meet th- th- whoever destroyed Terminus this season, but I think it. I I don't think that it's this coming, is the, right. I, it's coming. I don't know if I think that this Terminus is. This isn't the last we've seen of the people from Terminus. Oh, no, yeah. no it's not. You know, Gareth got away. He got shot, but he. You know, he's not dead, and there's still some of his team with him as well. Um, and you know that they're going to be hunting them down. But uh, we also know that um, next week we're going to be meeting the the ever so popular Father Gabriel of the show. Why is he so popular? I, he's a comic book character, right? He is a comic book character, okay. and what excites me about this season is like meeting this guy at the church and everything. There's there's some ways that this show could go right now, and uh, it's pretty intense. And you know, I'll keep it spoiler free for everyone, but. Uh, I'll tell you what happens. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so the show's going to, obviously, it's going to, how does it go from here? You know, you you just let us with the most epic season premiere, I think, anyone on all of television, really. Yeah, it was pretty great. I think they I, they did a lot in this, in this episode that most shows would um, be like, of course not. We're not going to blow all of this yeah. in the first episode, but... But they don't you have lot. the feeling that they'll just keep doing this for this season? Like, are you pumped about this season as I am? Yes. Well, I, I yeah. Because I have no I, idea where it's going from here. Like, with the season finale of season four, it's kind of like, oh, I know what the first four episodes are going to be exactly. They blew it all in one episode. And yeah, I'm like, so, now I have no idea where they're going because they're all back together. And, you know, obviously Rick's got this, they don't get to live 
notion and I think everyone will agree with them because it's like, it's like, yeah, these people are bad and we need to, I mean, I got the sense that like when he said that a lot of the groups like, uh, it's overrun with walkers, it's on fire and we just got out of there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that whole shake up. I think Rick did eventually give up on that at the end. Well, once Carol came around. He, when she said, you need to show me, or you need to come with me, um, I think he kind of understood what was going on. It was a good little reunion for everyone, you know. Um, the group is back together with Stronger Than Ever. You got your Eugene, your your Abraham. I mean, it's it's shaping up to be he an amazing season. What? Handlebars McGee. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But I, I don't think I've been this excited about a Walking Dead season in quite a while. And I, I always enjoy the season. I get excited about them. But after watching that first episode... I was watching with Melina, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. this was intense, and I cannot wait to see where they go from here. And let's just talk about the after. They never do after credit stuff on on, on Zombies in My Podcast. We always do that. But on Walking Dead, they don't. Um, so after the scene, after the credits roll, we get one quick scene, mm-hmm. and some guy comes up to a sign that, uh, you know, Rick, obviously, he wrote his little thing on there. No about sanctuary. Not going- yeah, no sanctuary. And this guy is dressed up in a, a big coat, a ski mask to protect his face. Like, he's all ready to go. Reveals the mask. And unless you're a comic book reader, you were probably, even if you are a comic book reader, you were probably pretty surprised to see this guy's face again, huh? Yeah. No, well, Morgan. something must happen in the comics that, you know. Well, something happened in the show. Yeah, he went. Didn't he like refuse? Like he was crazy, and Rick found him again, and he's like, he yeah, he was to go crazy. He was crazy. He helped them get what they the supplies they needed, and then in the end, they were like overwhelmed, and he was like, "Forget about me. Go. I'll take care of it." Yeah, he's nuts. He's absolutely yeah, like, nuts. He, he's in the like, comic book, he's nuts too. Like he's in the comic book. This isn't really a spoiler. In the comic book, he's with Rick and the group, and um, they he he is just as crazy as he was in the show when they showed him there. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, so like I when he came on the show, I was like, oh, he's back, you know. I wasn't expecting that, and like Melina's like, didn't he die? And I'm like, no, he wasn't dead. He just stayed there, you know. And it was pretty cool because a lot of people were just shocked by that. Like this quick little three second thing, you know. And uh, that'll be interesting to see where that relationship goes too. Yeah, he is not necessarily going to show up in the next episode. He could show up four episodes from now. Five episodes from now. Well, Season I got, finale. Yeah, I got the sense that uh, this was in the like a little bit down the road, and I wonder like it kind of shows the no sanctuary sign, but then he's following other symbols on trees, a symbol we have not seen before. I think. The, yeah, I'm not sure about the symbol, but I just know that he's not too far behind. We don't know exactly. We don't know exact timing, it, but, but yeah. I mean, it, we know it's after. Terminus has fallen right. because it's no sanctuary, but yeah, um, that's awesome. Definitely looking forward to Morgan returning. And if this show is going to surprise us again, maybe Morgan finds that maybe Rick was leaving the signs himself. And I don't think it was though, because it just seems so weird. Maybe it's like the, the priest's symbol or something. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, we did get mullet man's just quickly, like alongside the Judas yeah. reunion, we got mullet man's uh, cure, which I uh, I was not expecting him to him to say like fine I'll tell you the cure, and it wasn't necessarily a cure it was, um a a way to distribute a cure yeah a way well not even distribute a cure but a way to distribute a a way to kill the walkers yeah 
but then it, it's not it, it's not necessarily a cure. It's just a way to end the current situation right. of zombies overrunning everything. But it doesn't change the fact that everyone's already infected. Yeah, you can't change that. Mm-hmm. But he can stop them from you know. He can stop zombies from being from overrunning the world. Get rid of them all. Then you can get a government back up and running and put yeah. in place a system that if you die, you know you're. You're put down and disposed of properly. Um, but uh, no, I thought that was interesting. And I know people are thinking, saying to Ryan, it's like, read the comics. There's an ulterior motive. It's like, of course there is. It's a TV show. But it was nice of him to reveal it because I don't think they could have gone much farther without knowing. And that's what they said. Like, you know, we're not going to follow you without knowing what's happening. I love having read the comics without you guys having read the comics. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the reasons why I don't read them now is because – because I, 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 you have, and I'm just like, no, 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 I don't want to know too much. Yeah, it's well, fun. Uh, I'm hoping it's fun. to get caught up at least. I don't need to like get to 136 or whatever they're on now, but I just want to at least catch up. I just got uh, issue 132 in the mail. Nice. Uh, from my loot crate. Anyway. Um, what? It comes <clears> with 132? Yeah. You'll get yours in a week or so. Apparently Probably. I got mine early. That's besides the point, guys. But it is an awesome loot crate. It's a lot of zombie stuff in there. Good. So... So, what do you guys think about where the show goes from here? Is it going to stay as intense and epic? Yes, it, I think it will for at least a few episodes. I don't think we get a I don't think we get a slow episode till about episode four or five. Yeah, I, I oh, agree really? with that. I, I think that uh, given the trailer for next week with the priest. Um, Father Gabriel, yeah, yeah, priesty dude. Um, <laughs> I think that priestly dude here is uh, is probably going to create a, a high tense episode, and then again we'll get another reunion, um, and then maybe episode three will be a like, ah, what do we do now, guys? And that'll be that yeah, episode. I don't know if I can take too much of this. <laughs> like, yeah, like intense, I, I, I at stuff. this point I'd be happy with a, uh, a breathe in, breathe out episode where everyone's like, okay, what do we do now? You know, but obviously they're not going to stop because uh, they're going to be on the road going to Washington with uh, Handlebars McGee, Mullet Man, and um, Uzi McGee. Weirdly, uh, weirdly intense karate woman. I don't know. <clears throat> I can't come up with a with a nickname for her. I think I, I just have to figure out her name probably. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I don't know anybody's name, so it's not yeah. like I'm being, you know, picking you're, on specific characters. If this was a drinking game, then you'd be drunk. I um, am. What? So we'll, we'll get into that later. First, well, I mean, so out of five zombie heads, what would you give this episode? Six. I think I would, too. I just don't think it gets better than that on TV as far as content. And I'm no, not even I... talking about Walking Dead content. I mean, like... As far as season premieres and action and intense scenes and like zombies, just com- compelling story, like I don't think that it gets better than that. Like I think they just broke down TV, and now well, everyone else is like, "What are we?" No, they do? they pushed the envelope with this episode so much mm-hmm. that I don't think it will be. I don't see anybody else in any type of television pushing this kind of boundary anytime soon. Unless you're an HBO, right? Yeah. But HBO can us. HBO can throw things out the window, you yeah. know. Netflix can throw things out the window if Netflix wanted to do their own. Um, I mean, they have a very close relationship with AMC, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some sort of partnership between Netflix and the spinoff that they're working on. Um, right. 
because they have a very close relationship with this current Walking Dead uh, show. But I feel as though um, this episode not only pushed the boundaries of TV, um, but it also created the benchmark that people need to aim for when creating zombie content. Like zombie content to me, this is your A game in terms of serious zombie drama. Uh, the the A game for um, comedic zombie uh, content is still Shaun of the Dead slash Zombieland. But I feel as though if you're making a zombie movie and you want to appeal to the hardcores, um, this is your template. Uh, right. It's got action. It's got drama. It's got zombies. It's got action. I said action already. Um, it's even <laughs> got a little bit of humor in there. There was, you know, it, it was a tense episode, but there was still a couple of, you know, good moments and 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 uh, happy reunions it, it had everything really yeah it was it was it almost felt like a movie really. it, yeah it could have been like i wouldn't have been surprised uh, and uh speaking of hbo they do this with game of thrones where they'll you know screen the episode in theaters and i feel like this could have been um like a mini a mini movie that they oh, could have yeah. put out can you imagine watching this in a theater Woo. it had a beginning middle and end you know and it yes. was it was really good well, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm excited. I think we're all excited. And if you guys want to write in and let, let us know what you thought of the premiere, or if you think you know where the show's going, then uh, go ahead and let us know. But for now, I want to talk a little bit about a little a little T-shirt that's around. Hmm. It's flo- it's floating about on the internet. It's out there. I just don't. It's out there. It's just like the truth. Um, it is the Zombies Ate My Podcast official T-shirt available on SlashLoot.com. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's available in three different colors, three of them. You can get it in black. You can get it in white, and you can also get it in ash gray. Mm-hmm. Always in ash gray. Uh, available in all sorts of sizes: small, medium, extra large, tall, toddlers, youth, youngs. Yeah. Everyone can get a Zombies at My Podcast T-shirt. If I was Oprah, you'd be getting one. You'd be getting one, and you'd be getting one. There's nothing under my chair. Okay, sorry. Um, but you know, <laughs> speaking of uh, of our T-shirt. You you can also get three dollars off your purchase by using the code Extra Life twenty fourteen, and the best part about that is is that not only do you get a three dollar discount, a portion of that money goes towards the Extra Life charity that uh, that we're all taking part in in some way. I mean, we've all pers- participated in the past, and um, Extra Life's a great uh, charity. We'll have more information. In a little bit, but I did want to state, like, alongside the T-shirt, Extra Life 2014, all caps, that code will get you $3 off, and you'll know that a portion of that profit is going to help kids. So not, not a better time to get your shirt. Yeah, so now's the best time to get it. That, I mean, giving money to kids that need it? Why wouldn't you get a Zombies Ate My Podcast T-shirt? Mm-hmm. And we'd also like to say, thank Slashloot.com for doing that. Yeah, and, Slashloot's uh, great. Yeah, they're great. And they make great T-shirts. They're comfy. Mm-hmm. You know what else is great about it? It says Zombies in my podcast on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of listener feedback here. And uh, we got an email. <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like this is a very, very bad idea. Yeah. So there's a new game out, according to Cliff. Cliff has emailed us. And he has said, hello, guys. Me and my wife love listening to your show. And now that The Walking Dead is back, I would like to implement the Zamp drinking game. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, so here are the rules for the Zamp drinking game. And uh, if you listen to this podcast and you watch Walking Dead, you're, you're going to get drunk. 
Well, there's a reason we we tag this at the end of the show so people wouldn't. Uh, we don't want to kill people because this episode pretty much uh, took all these rules to heart. <laughs> yeah. So number one, uh, drink every time Bob tries to drink his beverage and gets caught. Uh, I guess I've done it a couple times lately, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I I'll admit that. Uh, Lou, what is rule number two? Rule number two is drink twice every time Ryan screws up a name. That's a bad one. <laughs> That's very bad. That is not. You good do at all. not. Well, that rule might have to be eliminated just because, or maybe like tweaked just or tone nerfed that one down a little bit. Yeah. Two. Oof. Maybe. Yeah. So Ryan, what about rule number three? The Zam drinking game. So we got drink whenever Lou makes the correct prediction, and um, you'd also be drunk. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd be. You wouldn't have. Yeah. You'd have to have a, a cooler. Listen. To, you'd have to have your podcast in your earbuds because you'd be walking back and forth to the fridge. <laughs> right. Uh, number four is a uh, drink twice whenever Bob makes a wrong prediction, which I've been known to do. <laughs> um, I love how the the you know the the wrong type things are two drinks yeah because he knows he just wants to drink <laughs> yeah i mean uh, so uh number number five lou <laughs> uh drink three times when lou has an explanation to bob and ryan about what is going on yeah <laughs> uh that's happened <laughs> it, it's definitely a staple of the show yeah all right number six uh, oh, dr- drink when bob stumbles his words i mean I just get so excited. <laughs> we all get excited. I mean, if you really wanted to apply this this rule, it could be applied to to me as well because I stumble. Yeah. Uh, I all the time. I've heard Lou stumble before. <laughs> yeah, oh, I no. stumbled a lot tonight. So, <laughs> so and then the last rule number seven is drink your entire drink when the hosts get off track from The Walking Dead and start talking about something really weird like they always do. <laughs> what was this week's uh, off track? Uh, it's always something. Yeah, there's always <laughs> something that comes up. Something that reminds us of something else. Oh, aliens. I was talking about aliens yeah, for some yeah. reason. Yeah, you so, got into something weird. I'm sorry, guys. I made you finish your drink. Um, yeah. So it's uh, thank you for the email, Cliff. That's a fun little drinking game, but uh, we really do appreciate your feedback anyway. And you should definitely listen to the show and watch Walking Dead and drink. It's the only way to do life right. Except when we're recording on a Sunday afternoon. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm drinking water. I had a water as well. Uh, I haven't touched anything. Lou's has been swigging the NyQuil. I'm dead, everybody. There's a reason why I've been quiet this show. Well, unfortunately, Lou, I don't want to do this to you, but um, we also got a little bit of feedback in Uh the form of an Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. Yep. I would cheer, but I don't think my throat could handle it. (laughs) All right. all right, here we go. Are we ready? So this one comes from Cliff as well, and he says, Oh, and my wife Stacy wants to ask Lou a hard zombie question. Are you ready, Lou? I am ready. This one comes from Stacy. So, Lou, if you had to get a spot to be bit by a zombie, where would it be and why? Thanks again, guys. Keep up the great show. This is This is a good Wait, question. So like if Lou has to get bit somewhere? Yeah, you have to get bit. Where does he, okay. where do you get bit? On the butt. Well, no. No, that'd be worse. <laughs> that'd be bad. That'd be very bad. Okay. Uh, right. I would say I'd want to be bit in a finger or a toe. Really? I, yeah, I, I that makes it. perfect sense to me. Really? But what if you get bit in a finger and then like you can't swing a weapon or something like that? Uh, that uh, but you still have your life. And you can True. amputate your fingers <laughs> a lot off. easier. Yeah. Am- amputate your finger? I don't know. That's a tough. That's actually a hard, busy zombie lord question. 
No, no, no. It, it's very easy. Uh, if you don't want to get bit <laughs> well, in the arm, sorry. <clears throat> no, you don't want to get bit in the arm. If you get bit in the arm, you're gonna have to lock the arm off. You don't want to get bit in the leg, or you turn. We know what happens if you get bit in the leg. You know what I mean? Get all Herschel. You don't want to t- say something like your ear, because that's really close to your face, your head. Yeah, like you lop off. You might want okay, survive without. Hmm? But that's really close. That'd be cutting it close. You probably at that point. But yeah, if it's I th- a finger. If it's a finger or a toe, you know, or even if it's just your foot, well, you could make some kind of prosthetic to use with well, your foot, you know, and that would work. Yeah. Well, you're kind of cutting in and out, but I I got the sense of what you're saying. I mean, and, and with your finger, you know, there's less resistance that's going to really hurt when you're amputating it. Like, you amputate your arm, you're going through bones, major muscle tissue. Same with your leg, even worse with your leg or your foot. But with a finger or a toe, those things come off pretty good. Like, they just, you're done, you know? Why, so, have you ever lost any? Uh, no, I haven't yet, but I'm just thinking. Like I haven't yet. Yeah. Well, if well, I get bit by you. one, I will say on the note of fingers and toes, um, my grandfather was uh, a World War II vet, and he was missing half of his fingers. Uh huh. Um, due to arthritis that he got while he was on a battleship, and they lopped off the front half of all of his fingers. Uh. Oof. So ah. he had short, nubby fingers without any fingernails. Ah. That's nuts. And he got around just fine, and he had a job as a cook. Oh, no, okay. Well, so, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I just mean, saying. There we go. Getting off track again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Drink. Uh, that's a cool story. I, uh, not for your grandfather, I guess. but um, Well, thank you for the question, Stacy. Stacy and Cliff. All right. I'm still going within the butt. Uh, no, don't go in the butt. <laughs> Sorry. Grow up. <laughs> All right, so... You're the one that also, giggled. Sorry. We also want to mention before we get out of here that uh, we briefly talked about Extra Life, but on October 25th, there is a 24-hour marathon where Ryan and some other people will be playing video games for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be the annual Left 4 Dead 2 Zamp Hour at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be more details soon, but um, fans of Zamp, you'll have a chance to guest on the show. Highest donation at the end will get a slot starting at $50. Yeah, so how that's going to work is that's two separate things. Like uh, Left 4 Dead 2, we have two slots open for if anyone wants to play Left 4 Dead 2 with myself and Lou. Um, yep. And we'll be playing for an hour at 2 p.m. And it'll be live and it'll be for charity. And it'll be awesome. So if you want to donate, definitely do so by going to uh, bit.ly slash TGI2014. TGI is all caps. And we also have an opportunity if you want to guest on the show on Zombies Ate My Podcast. Come on. Talk about zombies. Or, well, yeah. Talk about zombies. Talk about Walking Dead. You could be on one of our episodes where we recap another stellar episode like we did tonight. Or it could be one of the shitty ones. And in that case, we might, like, give you a do-over. But, um... It starts, the minimum bid is $50, and again, it goes it goes to kids, and it's silent auction style. So um, you have to, cumulative total, who wants to guest on ZAMP, will get that winning slot based on uh, a, a final tally at the end of day, October 26th, which is, the, uh, which is when the stream ends. So if you want to guest on Zombies Ate My Podcast, 
That's a great way to do it, and you're helping kids. What if I donate the most? Do I get the guest on Zombies in my podcast? But you're, you're essentially the host, so we'd have to kick you off first. You're going to kick me off? <laughs> All right, well, don't worry. If you donate over 50 bucks, you can, uh, you can come back. <laughs> I can come back? Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. All right, well, <clears throat> stay tuned for more Extra Life details, and uh, also go donate to Ryan Murphy, man. This guy is awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm I'm trying, and uh, you know, I do thank the people who have who have donated so far. And I know that the uh, the event is is a week away, and most donations will come in the day of. But uh, early donations certainly uh, boost the old morale. And uh, we're going to be putting on a great show for everybody. Uh, all the details are uh, again at bit.ly/tgi2014. You'll find me, Ryan Murphy, on that team. And um, if you're looking for all the details on the prizes, promotions, schedule, go to gamersinpodcast.com slash extra life. Thank you very much. Um, I guess it's time to get out of here. I don't I don't have anything else to say. It's been a jam-packed episode, Bob and Lou. It's been a jam-packed episode. So, Ryan, um, where, where can people go to, to find out what we're doing? Well, you can go to zombiesatemypodcast.com, our lovely, wonderful, awesome website. You can find our email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com, like Cliff and Stacy did. Sorry, Stacy. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at zombiespodcast, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash zombiesatemypodcast. Bob has been doing some wonderfully awful work on those uh, <laughs> accounts, posting um, choral jokes. From Reddit. Yeah, I might have to do more of those. Yeah, you, ha- you should. People yes, seem to be enjoying them. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to our Facebook fans who um, got as excited as I did for the return of Walking Dead by posting all of the fake names that I use, uh, and I- that really put a smile on my face. Thank you guys. Uh, and if you want to follow the individual hosts, you can find me at R Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Poppert F. Finally, quick shout out to Joel Duggan for all the artwork that you see with Zombies Ate My Podcast, t-shirt, iTunes art, fun stuff like that. Go to joelduggan.com and check that out. A.com. A.com. Lou, any last words before we get out of here? I'm going to bed after this. <laughs> I love it. That sounds good. All right, good. guys. Until next time, and uh, don't forget to watch The Walking Dead and come back and recap with us. But mm-hmm. uh, until then... Uh, just be careful where you point those fireworks. Like seriously, you can shoot something with it from like a hundred yards away. That wouldn't be good. It gives new words to the, the, the idea that fireworks are dangerous. Yeah. They are dangerous. How many eyes do you think she poked out with them? <laughs> Ah, that's not even my bad zombie joke. Incoming oh, no. bad zombie joke. I'm going with a nice classic again. I've been on a classic kick. I think I told this one a long time ago, but it's one of my favorites. <clears throat> hey, Ryan. What? What's a zombie's least favorite candy? Hmm. Licorice? I don't know. Lifesavers. Oh, damn it.